thank you so much for joining us again for this week's podcast from a uh, rainy, dark, damp London town. Uh, this is Jonathan Armstrong from uh, Dwayne Morris, and my colleague uh, Eric Sinrod is over in California. And you've been thinking this week, Eric, about sales tax issues and e-commerce. What's on your mind? And I will point out it's a beautiful, sunny, clear, <laughs> bright, happy day in San Francisco. So oh, no, no. Where would you rather live? Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, thank you for the uh, introduction. Um, I guess the question we have before us today is, should consumers be able to avoid paying state sales tax simply because they make purchases on, purchases on the Internet? And not surprisingly, some legislators think not, believing that state coffers should not be deprived of sales tax revenue from online pur purchases. Uh, therefore, they've enacted some laws designed to capture such revenue. Um, a recent law, Jonathan, was passed in the land of Lincoln in Illinois attempting to tax online purchases, but that was just ruled unconstitutional by the Illinois Supreme Court. Um, what we're talking about is the Main Street Fairness Act that was adopted in early 2011. And at the time, the act was referred to as the Amazon Tax Law. Uh, prior to passage of the act, online retailers only had to collect sales tax on purchases by Illinois residents and only if the online retailer had a, quote, physical presence, close quote, in Illinois. Uh, significantly, the act gave fairly broad meaning to what we refer to as physical presence, and it was including uh, affiliate companies. Um, affiliates, generally speaking, are third-party advertisers for the online stores. Uh, Jonathan, by including them within the ambit of the definition of physical presence, uh, the potential sweep of the sales tax on online purchases was greatly expanded, and that was really the point. Uh, in response, some Internet retailers ultimately ceased doing business with the affiliates in Illinois, and some uh, Internet sellers actually moved out of the state entirely. Um, eventually, this led to litigation, as tends to happen here in the United States, and eventually a Cook County Circuit judge ruled that the act uh, ran afoul of our Commerce Clause in the U.S. Constitution and that it conflicted with the Internet Tax Freedom Act, which is a federal law we have here which bars certain online taxes. But, Jonathan, that was not the end of the story. The case then worked its way up the appellate chain, and in late October of this year, the Illinois Supreme Court affirmed the decision of the Cook County Circuit Judge um, this was in contrast to a New York court decision which upheld a similar state tax challenged by Amazon and Overstock.com. So we can see state mm -hmm. court decisions going different ways. Um, so where are we? Well, the impact of this decision is not fully known yet. Uh, perhaps Internet retailers will start doing more business with affiliates in Illinois again, um, and maybe they'll even move back into the state themselves. Um, However, this litigation battle certainly may continue and eventually could uh, result in review being sought by uh, the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, other states probably are watching to see how this plays out to, do, to decide what to do on their own home turf. And, of course, it's possible that Congress could weigh in with further Internet legislation in this area. So as you can see, this is kind of a muddle at this point uh, as, yeah. we hear, as we hear in the states and the different states are trying to figure out 
how to tax or not online purchases. Uh, so mm. query, Jonathan, what, what are your thoughts about that, and, and what's, what's happening in your neck of the woods in this area? Yeah, well, we've had the same debate, I guess, for at least 10 years. I think it's the 10th anniversary this week of um, one of the uh, Irish um, revenue societies trying to close down a site called CDWOW. And CDWOW was quite revolutionary in its day, as I say, 2003 this was, uh, in that you could order music and uh, uh, videos online, and they were delivered to you um, from Hong Kong. So um, there was um, uh, obviously less tax to pay. And we eventually got to the stage, I think, where the uh, post office were charged with trying to get the tax back. There was a de minimis at the time. So if you ordered um, you know, one video, uh, and there were videos in those days, I think, rather than DVDs, then you were generally fine. I think from memory the de minimis was 15 pounds. But if you ordered a box set, you know, the Churchill years or whatever, and that came in at 30 pounds, then, um, then there was tax to pay, which the postman who knocked on your door to deliver the parcel was meant to collect. And eventually there was some long-running litigation. And I think many of these offshore providers moved onshore. And by onshore, they moved into the European Union, where obviously the EU's rules are meant to have some reciprocity of things like sales tax. And commonly, um, some of the larger players moved to places like Luxembourg, where they were able to do deals with the uh, regulatory authorities there, which allowed them to sell um, into the rest of uh, the EU, but at less um, sales tax than in some other countries. So places like Luxembourg, Switzerland to an extent, uh, uh, Ireland became quite attractive locations for these vendors to set up their, uh, their operations. And we've had an ongoing debate almost in the, in the 10 years since. Um, the European Commission are trying to bring some sort of um, of, uh, of, of resolution to this debate. But in many respects, I think it is one that's determined to go on and on. There are movements to boycott some of the larger players who, um, uh, who, who, who use these uh, perceived ruses to try and minimize the tax they pay in different uh, EU jurisdictions. But at the same time, some of the major players are large employers. So whilst they might not pay taxes uh, directly on the stuff that people buy from the site into that country, the UK, for example, they might employ 2,000, 2,500 people in the distribution chain. So for governments, it's a really delicate balance in Europe. You know, you don't want to uh, you don't want the jobs to go, but at the same time, you would like to collect some of the revenue from these online sales. And obviously, there's always a jurisdiction that's prepared to host a, a, an online uh, sale almost more cost-effectively than the next. So we've almost have got in Europe almost like um, an auction situation whenever an online uh, distributor looks for, uh, for, for where to set up its, its operations. But I think it's a perennial problem 
Eric, and I don't see any resolution. I don't see that, you know, just as you say the, this legislation was struck out as being unconstitutional. I think equally there would be the same arguments in Europe given the treaty obligations if one country were to prohibit online sales coming in from another country within the EU. I think as we know from the CDWOW example, it's much easier for Europe to react against imports from outside of Europe but within the EU, it's a difficult thing to police. And I, I suspect, you know, we were talking about this 10 years ago. My pessimistic view is we'll probably still be talking about these as issues in, in 10 years' time. Well, and speaking of 10, I doubt we're going to solve it in this particular tech law 10, which we're probably, <laughs> we're probably up against our 10, if not past it already. Well, thank you. thank you for those insightful comments. We'll continue to watch um, these issues as they move forward. Uh, again, uh, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, feel free to get in touch with us and let us know of ideas for further podcasts. Uh, we're well over 100 of these podcasts at this point. Uh, my name is Eric Sinrod. My email address is ejsinrod at duanemorris.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. And I always love to turn it over to Jonathan to see how he will wrap this up in a snappy fashion. Yes, well, I'll try to. Uh, this is uh, Jonathan Armstrong, J.P. Armstrong at DwayneMorris.com, and we'll look forward to speaking to you next week. Take care. Bye now. Cheers. Thank you.